Welcome, bienvenidos to Chisme That Matters, a Latinx podcast created to redefine chisme by having mindful-ish conversations about topics that matter. And this is your host, Kim Perales. If you cannot roll your R's, it's okay, just call me KP. Hola, hello everyone. Welcome to another Chisme That Matters. And I am super excited as usual because I'm going to have an amazing chisme with Today, I'm going to have two amazing human beings, and those are Eden and Jay, and I'm excited because I've been following them for, I think, like a couple of months, and I've seen their their story, and honestly, every time that I see something on their page, it makes me, like, be, like, I mean, I have a boyfriend, but it makes me be, like, more in love, you know, so I love, <laughs> I love their energy, I love the message they're trying to to portray, and also, like, how they're showing up for the community, so that's why I... And I'm so grateful with you, too, for being able to be in the podcast. And now I'm going to turn your turn so you can introduce yourselves and talk a little bit more about who you are and how we got here. <laughs> I love it. And there you go first. Yeah. So my name's Jay. I'm the half of Eden XJ. <laughs> I'm Eden. I'm the other half of Eden XJ. <laughs> so a little bit about myself. So I... I'm Native American, Latin American, and European. I have been doing digital media for quite some time. Um, I'm from Northern California, moved out to LA to go to school, and have just stayed here ever since. I've been working for quite some years in the entertainment industry, and then I met my soulmate (laughs) on a dating app when I wasn't ready to. (laughs) I was ready for Hot Girl Summer. (laughs) And and then your story now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then the soulmate just came and hit me like a buzz and now i am here <laughs> totally that is accurate yeah we were both not lo- we weren't looking for love when we met no. and then it just happened it's the universe kind of just threw us in the mix the universe just kind of does that yeah it's just as like you know what you thought you were gonna live this life and do this thing but <laughs> jokes on you <laughs> <laughs> It's always like that, like, just kidding. You thought, mm-hmm. you thought you that you thought. Were <laughs> You're so cute. You're so cute getting that, that Audi because you're going to have a hot girl summer. And then I got a new apartment, like a two-story loft because I was going to be single by myself. It's like, oh, you're so cute. You're getting an apartment. You think you're going to live there? No. no. Yeah. <laughs> you're about to not, meet your not soulmate. Today. <laughs> not, not today. Not today. Not, not today. Not under my watch. <laughs> That's so awesome. I love that. So let's talk a, a little bit more about how you guys, uh, girls met so I know it was on an app so that when was that last year or two years ago how did that start it I would say I worked like close to two, two years, years yeah. yeah two summers two summers <laughs> ago yeah we met like she said on a dating app Eden was 45 minutes late I will never oh let her forget gosh. it um never, sit down. never <laughs> ever ever <laughs> uh, but despite her being late like here we are I think it was one of those mem- it was super memorable it mm-hmm. was one of those instant connections that rarely happens in LA Especially in the dating scene, I think it's, you know. I think what I had to help with it is that I was 45 minutes late. Context, I was running late because my bunny sitter was running late. And this one decided to have our date on the other side of town, a.k.a. Santa Monica. So you got to go through that traffic pre-COVID. And I ended up being late. But when I walked up to see her for our first date, she looked so upset. 
like the most. I, was, I didn't even know you yet. I'm like, oh, she no, looks yeah. mad. Estaba muy enojada, for sure, a thousand percent. Because, you know, 45 minutes late, that's a lot. And it's the worst place to be waiting 45 minutes late because they won't let you sit down at this restaurant until your whole party is there. So she had to stand on the street like a loner. <laughs> How embarrassing. Oh, Super. I mean, but you did. I did it. Okay. Anyway, so I, I saw her from across, you know, across the street when I'm like da- running over to go see her. And it was just like instant connection. But because I was 45 minutes late, I thought, you know what? I'm never going to see this girl again. So why not? Like just forget the you know forget the bs forget the putting on your best front forget like being your perfect self i'm just gonna lay it out and you know it is what it is and you kind of take it or leave it i think i was my most transparent self and that's the person you fell in love and i love that because in la you know it's very it can be very fake very plastic Mm -hmm. when you're dating people don't really tell you Mm -hmm. especially on the first date you don't talk about your triggers or traumas or your baggage Mm -hmm. and i feel like i'm a very open person like an open book. So when she came in saying like, these are my triggers, these are my traumas, this is my baggage, like off the bat, I was like, wow, this is so like beautiful and like (laughs) new and different and just like, it, yeah, it made me instantly fall for her. And it also was stuff that matched yours. You're like, okay, I know what I'm dealing with, but I can work with this. Yeah. Like this I can handle. So I think it was- And we both come from pretty like, we both have been in pretty toxic relationships. And I think we were- we weren't looking for love, but we definitely, we knew the red flags, mm-hmm. you know? So we were very mm-hmm. cautious about who we gave our time to. So mm-hmm. when we met, it was like, wow, even like your baggage is, isn't really baggage, mm-hmm. you know? It's mm-hmm. it's um, something you're, we can yeah. work on together. You're human. Yeah, it's problem. And you're, yeah. and you're going through yes. it. And I think that took a lot of vulnerability to be able to like open yourself up, like what, what she's kind of talking about on our first date. Um, I had just lost my mom to cancer. So I wasn't looking for love more so because I felt like who's going to love somebody with like half a heart. I felt like I was broken, like ripped in half. And I just didn't feel like deserving Deserving of love, deserving of love, deserving of, you know, somebody who's going to love somebody who cries all the time. Who's going to love somebody who's just. Well, you were mourning. Yeah. But even I was like, I felt guilty. You know what I mean? Mm. I felt guilty. So I didn't want to bring somebody else into that. And there were days where I just couldn't get out of bed because I missed my mom so much. And it was like two months, you know, it wasn't that long. And then I was like, I'm going to go out on a date just to, you know, kind of get myself out of the house and put myself back out there again and like try to be human and like have a conversation. And so I was never planning on telling her about that on on that date, but I was honest when she asked, why are you single? And so I said, I am single because I recently just lost my mom to cancer and I felt like dating somebody now was probably not the most appropriate time because I'm still going through it. And she was like, oh, I understand that. Like, I, re- I respect that. And thank you for being honest with me about that. And so yeah. she, she's kind of been prepared ever since with that and kind of the same with you and, you know, what you are going through and your traumas and you just kind of connected and bonded over that honesty because I don't feel like you get a lot of that in LA, especially on your first date. So, and with that was with, it. That was that, magic. That well, was 
Mainly because you had a second date after me <laughs> as well. I did. So oh, I wanted no. to make sure you never I made did. it. She double did like double booked on the same day. That's why we were in Santa Monica, because her date was in Santa Monica. Well, I didn't have a say. Her date. <laughs> very true. But in my defense, I think when you live in LA, you have to be multitask with your time. Multitask right? so on multi date. I mean I, I mean it's fine. Multi date. <laughs> like if, if you're there and, and you you know, you plan it accordingly, why not? You don't have that much time to like to wait so I feel like you should just do it I mean <laughs> long story short she never made it to the second date or any date after that that's true. because she met the love mm. of her life and now we're married now we're married <laughs> so that's like our story in a nutshell nice I love that I there's a lot of things here that I could kind of like <laughs> dissect because from the beginning <laughs> I love the fact that you know Eden was so open and vulnerable about her emotional state a lot of people mm-hmm. I mean I don't how old are you again I turned She's 30, 30 uh, Saturday two days yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh this Saturday yeah. yeah oh my god it's a day before my boyfriend's birthday no oh, way, hey, Gemini! 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 <laughs> Gemini season is approaching. Yeah, yeah, so cute. You know, hopefully one day when we go there, we can visit you and we go have a lot. Absolutely, we should. Absolutely, that's so cute. Anyway, uh, so you're 30 and you, Jay? I'm 34. 34. Oh, we're the same age. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so. Like I was saying, like people around our age, it's very hard to find someone that is going to be telling you, hey, these are my triggers or this, yeah. you know, this and that, this kind of stuff and that. People just waste, I want to say waste, but like they just drag it out. And that's mm-hmm. how when you stay in this, all this toxic relationship, because you think you're getting to know that person, you think that, oh, maybe they'll change and this, this and that, as opposed to just be like, hey, listen, this is what I want, this is what I want. And sometimes yep. people even see that as too aggressive or too desperate or too do this, this mm-hmm. and that. Like, mm-hmm. I've been in situations where I have dated. Like, last year, it was my first time on dating apps, and <laughs> I was dating, I was like, Jay, you know? Uh-huh, exactly. <laughs> I was single for a while and then I was like, let me give myself a chance and put myself out there. I mean, I did not end up with none of the people that I like dated on this app. It was like from so, like, it was a group of people that I actually knew. I know him for a while. My, my story is, is another thing. But the point is that I would tell sometimes a guy like, hey, this and that. And my friends would be like, oh no, Kim, that's like too much. Like that's too soon. But I'm like, how is it too no, soon? No, it's, like, what is, like, it's mm-hmm. not. It's like, I'm just like. Weed him out faster. <laughs> Exactly. exactly i'm not telling you hey marry me you know what i mean like on the- <laughs> so yeah. it's kind of just telling me here this is what bothers me and stuff like that like why are we scared mm-hmm. to just show up as ourselves like mm-hmm. why i don't know that but that's a can- great question mm-hmm. well i i think that it, that it comes with i if i'm if i'm honest it's just the amount of self-confidence that you have mm. because i think there is a lot of strength and coming forward and knowing that if I say this, someone can either take it or leave it. Both mm-hmm. of those two things are terrifying because if they take it, then you have to be prepared that, whoa, this person is meeting you where you're at. Now you have to go to the next step right. or they leave it and they walk away and you have mm-hmm. to equally be okay with that decision as well. Mm-hmm. So there's a, there's a huge amount of strength that I think not a lot of people are prepared for to have that conversation and have it go either way because it's such an unknown. I agree. But I think to piggyback on that, I think it's different when you're in your 30s and mm-hmm. dating. Versus hey, I'm not your... there yet. No, I'm not there yet. <laughs> sure, you're not there yet. But you're very mature for your age. Yeah, mentally. I'll say like, I'm older. Yeah. Older. 
I'm an exactly. Old and I think that when you get in your like late 20s, early 30s, you're like, okay, I, I want to spend my time wisely mm-hmm. and I don't want to do this like dating someone like, you know, for a month and then mm-hmm. you find like the the red flags later mm-hmm. and then you're wasted this whole month. Mm-hmm. Now you have to start all over. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like making sure that they're worth your time. Yeah. You would say a really good line. It was um you can't fall in love with potential. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's huge because I think so many of us want to fall in love with potential yeah, well, we see that they could be a better person or but it's, this or to your yeah, point change change and you're like well maybe if they did this or maybe um, if they like change this or maybe yeah. i can change their views but it's it shouldn't mm-hmm. be that way you know it yeah. should be automatic you shouldn't have to work that hard to to be happy you can't fall in love with somebody for who they could be and you also can't fall in love with somebody for who they were right. you have to accept mm-hmm. them for who they are at yeah. face value and that is what it is and if you like what you see, then great, move forward. And if you don't like what you see, don't try to fit a square piece into a circle hole. It's just not going to work and yeah. you're going to waste time. I agree. Yeah, no, yeah. You, you both said too, like a lot of good points. Um, I, like, I think we see sometimes people as projects. Yes. And, and, and I, <laughs> That's me. Yeah, that used to be me too. I am all of Wait, what sign are you? Because y'all have a lot in common. You know why? Because I'm I'm, my sunrise is a Taurus, but my moon sign is a Gemini. So she's a Pisces. I'll say you two have a lot in common. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, that's so crazy. Um, I I dated a Pisces. That was my my boyfriend. My ex. Anyway, we're not talking about my relationship, right? Tell us, Kim. Tell us. Tell us a cheese (laughs) man. Yeah, no, so what I was saying is like we sometimes we 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 tend to see people as projects. It's like, oh, I'm yeah. gonna change it. I'm gonna change him or her. And I said maybe they change this and that, like we wanna tweak things. But I'm like, mm-hmm. maybe it's not the time. Like they're not ready to to take that step because it's not about changing the person. It's like just to it's just to like grow with that person, right? Because we mm-hmm. all change at the same time, but it's not like, oh, I want to exactly. change you. I want to do this and that. It's just like, let's grow together, right? Yeah. So we can both change at the same time for the better, but exactly. not not as a force, you know, because when you force things, they're, they're right. not good. And you that's get resented. Feel, yeah. You get, you get resented, a lot of resentment. Yeah. Because you feel you have put so much energy, so much time, mm-hmm. so much effort. And if you're not changing the way I want, then I'm going to start hating you. And that's how a toxic relationships start developing. And exactly. you don't want that. And that's why I love your story because it just kind of <laughs> went in so easily. And because from the beginning, you kind of set the tone and you exactly. also kind of set the boundaries. And I think that's really right. important things that us as human beings, some of us don't do like we're right. scared of setting boundaries and Eden, you said something like okay you have to be strong enough to kind of put yourself out there and maybe accept that the person may take it or, or leave it mm-hmm. but i think also because as human beings we're scared to mm-hmm. be abandoned that's when the bad exactly. start mm-hmm. rising and all that stuff yep. and that's mm-hmm. when we have to go to therapy and all that good stuff so um <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, it's it's abandonment. It's kind of like oh, fear of rejection. It's like oh, if he doesn't exactly. like me, because we want sometimes some of us want to be in a relationship so bad that we just mm-hmm. take whatever it comes, whatever makes mm-hmm. us feel temporarily good. As or you to pretend to be what they want, and then and then mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it unravels. You know, a month yeah. or two in, you start being who you actually are, and then mm-hmm. it it's counterproductive. Mm-hmm exactly and that's why i think like you know my relationship with you know my my current partner is like so great and it, it kind of 
sounds like yours because I feel like you guys can just be yourself right you just yeah. you were yourself from the beginning and that's how I was like I know him for like maybe what three we know each other for a long time but we never really you know I saw him I was like oh cute you know but then he was my crush for like maybe two years and he never paid attention <laughs> to me but I was always myself because I was always the friend right like the crazy mm -hmm. like my goofy self so like when we started dating it was it was so easy because he already knew how I was. Like, I was so right. like, out there. And I, my personality yeah. is just like that. I mean, you guys see me and I'm like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I can't, like, hide things. So it's like, I think that's one of the most beautiful relationships that a mm -hmm. human being can have is someone, like, where you can genuinely be yourself. And that's exactly it. Yourself. And I feel like Eden is the first person that, A, I could be myself. There's no judgment because I feel like mm -hmm. in previous relationships, I was, like, too social or, mm -hmm. like, you know, too, like, I don't know, unable to, too free, I guess, too free and too wild and too social. And with you, it's like, you, you just let me be. There's no like, Kate, hey, I don't feel caged. It's just like, I love you for you, you know? Yeah, but I, that's the person I fell in love with, like, from the beginning, yeah. you know, and if it's, I wouldn't want to change that for the world, because if you're not that, then that's, that's not who I fell in love with. Right. And yeah. the, the thing is, like, it's so funny because we, we talk about this a lot, which is people think our personalities are like almost the opposite where, mm. you know, they, they are the opposite, but they're opposite. I think what most people think like Jay is very much the really soft and sensitive and like wears her heart on her tattoo sleeve. Like <laughs> <laughs> she very much does. I care. If I care about something, oh, I care so a thousand much. percent. Like, like I'm very like loyal mm -hmm, to, to a, a fault. fault. <laughs> like sometimes that gets me in trouble because I just, I'm just a ride or die. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's not. And I'm very guarded. I'm very um, arm's length. I'm very tough. I'm very tough love. Um, I, you know, it, it, it's, and I think it's the soft voice that mm -hmm, <laughs> people yeah. love because they're like, oh, she's the sweet one and she's the tough one. Like, she's just so cool and she's bad and, you know, she'll like mess you up when it's really like, don't cross me on the wrong day. I'll <laughs> take off my hoop earrings and like, let's go. It's, it's, you know, it's very, it's very different in that sense. But since we met, it's not that to your point, not that we ever tried to change each other, but we did grow yeah. with each other. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. she's brought in so much softness yeah. out of me where I, I used to be that, but then I feel like once I lost my mom, I changed a lot. I think mm. after losing her, I was so afraid of losing people in general where I just was like, I'm going to cut everybody out of my life so I don't have loss anymore. Yeah. Um, and the people who stuck around, oh my God, thank God that they did because they're awesome. But it was it was a really tough journey. And um, she's really taught me how to open myself back up again and be kind and give people a chance and like try and the same thing with you. I think and you've you made me, um, you've made me stand up for myself a yeah. little more for sure. And like, kind of have that backbone because mm -hmm. as a Pisces, I'm just very like, go with the flow, try not to no like, confrontation, you no know, confrontation. <laughs> yeah. And now I'm just like, no, like, I know my self worth. Mm -hmm. And I'm gonna like, make sure that my time is spent mm -hmm. wisely. And that the people that I do let into my life and mm -hmm. my friends, like they value that. And mm -hmm. it's, it's, um, it's equal, you mm -hmm. know, it's balanced. Mm -hmm. Um, so that I feel like I'm super grateful for having that. I love that about you so much. You've like come, you've come such a long I way. Have, yeah. I have, I totally have. And like, yeah. and I feel like also in our relationship, like therapy, we go to therapy. We're mm -hmm. huge on therapy, mm -hmm. not because there's like big issues in our relationship, mm -hmm. but it's more preventative. And I think yeah. couples should do that more, more often than not. Yeah. I think you should just go to go to kind of mm -hmm. figure out your love languages and communication and, and really like 
preventative work. It's like you shouldn't go to, not to say you shouldn't go to therapy as a last resort, but you should do it before you get there. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like it's, it's no different than going to the doctor for like a checkup. It's just as, you know, why not, you know, have somebody give you the tool so you can be the best version of yourself. And we go to couples mm-hmm. therapy. Yeah, we go pretty often. And it's it's yeah. pretty wild because, like, I grew up in a, you know, Salvadorian mm-hmm. household in a very Catholic Salvadorian household. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's like I didn't even know what therapy was until, like, my mid-20s, you know. Um, so it was very, like, looked down upon, like, ¿Qué es eso? No, like, I would never – waste my you're wasting your yeah para los locos like i'm not gonna spend my money like you're spending your money on like nothing like why why are you even going to that so there's a lot of that that was that i had to unpack and it was really awesome to have a partner who was super supportive you know and like worked through that with me i think when it comes to your family and like who you are in general i'm like your biggest fan (laughs) And it's and it's been a journey. It's been a journey for you know both of us. Yeah, but for sure. I, it's been the most beautiful thing watching you grow. Same, same. And I think that's kind of the reason why we started this page was because we didn't really see representation mm-hmm. like in a in a in a good light, you know, in, in a positive light for Latinas, yeah. especially same sex mm-hmm. Latina mm-hmm. couples. Mm-hmm. All I would see when I was scrolling through Instagram would be like these like super toxic relationships where they're like playing like cheating pranks on each other mm-hmm. or just being, stab you in your sleep yeah pranks, or like yeah. cursing at each other and it was like not that there's I mean that's just not my cup of tea mm-hmm. and so for me or, or for us it was it was kind of like an eye-opening like why aren't there more positive same-sex mm-hmm. Latin couples out there that are promoting like healthy relationships mm-hmm. versus these kind of toxic traits or toxic things and not to say there's not like beautiful couple pages out there but there wasn't just something out there where we were looking into a window of a world that we wanted to see we're not these like extreme travelers we're not these like lifestyle boutique perfect like target ad type of you know not to say i mean target wants to give us an ad i mean we'll take it (laughs) but that's not (laughs) putting it in the universe um and you know it's not we're, we're not quite there either but we're also not the you know, kind of shtick Latino, mm-hmm. go for your usual kind of toxic, you know, relationship. We're just normal. <laughs> I don't say normal, but we're just we're just us. And I yeah. think we kept scrolling and we kept searching and we didn't quite see that within at least the Latin community. Like maybe there were a couple of pages out there where we were like, okay, but they were maybe like European or like white or Yeah, they're Spaniard like we saw a lot of Spaniard couples. So that's kind of why we started it was mm-hmm. because we didn't see what we wanted our relationship or we felt like our relationship represented which was somebody who was talking about mental health and somebody who can just show that you have a fun and goofy side and like a beautiful side and you're unapologetic about who you are and who you love and just being I think more open and raw and we didn't see that so we were took a leap of faith and we're like okay well like let's just show what we have you know maybe it'll help somebody else not feel so lonely in this space um and then it just kind of took off like wildfire it was message after message of people who felt like they got to live in through our window in a world or in a country where they couldn't be themselves um and there were or there were relationships that were like you talk so much about communication and 
it's really helped our relationship when it talks to like having open communication and check-ins and therapy and you know that intimacy intimacy. we get so many messages they're just like yeah like I started talking about like love languages with my partner Mm -hmm. because I saw it on your page and it's helped me so much and that makes us so like I don't know just so Mm -hmm. excited and happy that we're (laughs) that people are seeing that and they're running with it you know they're thinking Mm -hmm. twice about how what questions Mm -hmm. they should ask Mm -hmm. in their relationship And, and even so standing up for what you deserve like in, in fighting, we tell people, I know it may feel like this looks like the easiest relationship in the world, but it's actually the hardest the relationship hardest. we've ever been in yeah. because you want to stay. And when you want to mm-hmm. stay, you want to work and it takes work every single day. Yeah. thousand percent. Yeah. A married life is not easy. That's not what I'm <laughs> saying, but, but it's, it's something that I want to work on mm-hmm. every day with you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really important to show too. It's not Marriage isn't a fairy tale, you know, it, is, it isn't these glamorous pictures that you see all over social. It's it's hard work. It's determination. It's dedication. Mm-hmm. It's it's all of the above. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's so awesome. It's beautiful. Yeah, of course. I'm like, I, I can relate on that when you said that it's one of the hardest relationships because even with my current partner, it, it feels like it's easy, but it's also was hard in the beginning because you know, coming from relationships that were not meant to be for me and they were like, let's say toxic. It's like whenever you see something like kind of like it's so good, you're like, wait, this it must be something Ooh. wrong, right? And, you're, <laughs> and, like, and you start feeling anxiety. Like I started feeling anxiety and I was just like, wait, maybe maybe we shouldn't be together. Maybe, you know, all these things. Oh, no. Thinking. Yeah, yeah, it was like a whole thing. So, <laughs> but then no, I, I started realizing. Yeah. yeah, and I did, and I did sure. a little shadow work because I'm like, I, what, it's going on you know and I started mm-hmm. assessing myself and seeing that the reason why I was questioning so much is because I never had something like that so I was mm-hmm. repeating all of this all the patterns and that that became normalcy right so right it's like not being in that it's kind of like oh this feels weird but it's also it felt right you know so it was like a, yeah. a, a battle but then you know, mm-hmm. I got out of that whole thing and, and, and it's great like we have such a good communication um mm-hmm. Like, I was going to say strategy. I'm thinking about work because, you know, I do marketing. (laughs) (laughs) We had such a, like, a good communication style. And, like, Mm -hmm. I feel like I could say anything. But, obviously, sometimes I could be a little bit bit too blunt. And then he'll tell me, hey, like, I don't like when you said it. Oh, I don't like when you think this way. You know, like, don't be Mm -hmm. this. You know what I mean? Like, so, but it's never, like, an attack mode. It's very kind of, like, let's have a combo. Like, what do you, like, Mm -hmm. what did I make you feel or stuff like that? So I think it's, that's, it's beautiful. And, and. No, that's um, awesome. Yeah. And, and that's why when I I see your pages and I, I read your stuff, like all the questions that you, you use, like, oh, guys, like, what can we do for, to do this? Like, like, oh, have you ever thought about this and that, you know? And I'm like, start questioning. (laughs) Then I, 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 in the phone, I'm with my boyfriend. What do you think about this? I love that. Yeah. Yes. Because like one of the, like the people that come to you says it's intimacy and it's not has to be sex, mm-hmm. like physical, you know, it has mm-hmm. to be, it's all about emotional because a lot of yeah. people could be intimate, it be intimate in like a sexual way. Like yeah. anyone can do that, right? We're humans, we're like mm-hmm. animals pretty much, but to be in that level where you can just like speak your raw mind and just show yeah. yourself, that's another level. 
that's another level. exactly exactly and we, it took us a minute to get mm-hmm. there because like you I was the same way I was almost self-sabotaging when we first started mm-hmm. dating mm-hmm. there was a lot of pushback yeah. like I didn't know I've never been in a healthy mm-hmm. relationship like this and mm-hmm. I come from you know divorced parents nobody in my family's married so for me it was like this whole new love you know it's like a whole new like a you're opening a door to a different world and you don't know how to function because all you've seen is toxic so of course automatically your brain's like oh what is this is this good is this bad I don't know where to place this because it's something bad's coming because that's all you've had in your life in your life so far and I think with you there was a lot of work in the beginning Mm -hmm. of like untraining my my brain Mm -hmm. to to kind of help myself understand that this is this is great this is good like don't self-sabotage because you think you're not worth it you know and I think that's where a lot of it came from where I had to learn to be soft because I feel like when something would when when there's confrontation it's either I'm standing my ground and we're going like head to head or I'm just going to remove myself completely from the situation and just cut Mm. whatever this is out of my life because that's the only thing I have control of. I don't control other people. I can only control how I respond. And most of the time, if something wasn't working, I would just walk away and just mm-hmm. be like, done, next. Like, this isn't this isn't for me. In um, previous relationships. In previous relationships. And then I met Jay. And from somebody who used to self-sabotage a lot, like when things would maybe go good or something, or something wasn't right, I'd walk away. I wouldn't like want to stay in and fight when I saw that she was kind of, I think, like, resisting to a love that, you know, she felt like she didn't deserve, it took a lot for me to, like, really stay. And I had to learn how to stay. I had to learn how to fight. But I had to learn how to fight gently. I had to fight for her. So I had to meet her in the middle where it's like, no, like, you're you're safe. Like, talk to me. Tell me how you're feeling. We would create safe spaces, which made help me a lot. Mm -hmm. In the beginning, there was a lot of like, okay, the bed the is bed a safe, is safe space. space. So whatever you say, like, mm-hmm. there's no judgment. Like, you know, just let it out and we'll have a completely transparent conversation, which to me was like, what is this? Yeah. I've never had safe space. But we did know? have rules, which was never, no one ever cusses at each yeah. other and you can't raise your voice. Like, you have to be able to just have a conversation Mm -hmm. you might not agree we might not see eye to eye all the time but we have to be able to respect one another always right and even when we're and there would be times where we would be like on the fly and we're like okay as of right now the car is a safe space like let's talk (laughs) because like this is this is now a safe space we've called the bathtub as a safe space we called the bed the car the closet one time like (laughs) it was just like wherever we needed to call a safe space we would call it and that's when you know like this is no judgment there's no judgment just Just like let's just have a conversation which I think helped me out a lot Mm -hmm. I think that got me to where I'm at now where now I don't need a safe space Mm -hmm. so much like Mm -hmm. every I'm 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 able to just tell her how I feel. I'm your safe space. Yeah, without, without <laughs> yeah. you know, feeling like it's, mm-hmm. like, I can't or feeling mm-hmm. judged. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Because if we're both, like, coming on a, from a high place, I don't think anyone's going to come down. And that's yeah. what I would tell it. There's usually some person in an argument that has to fold. And if I if I meet her where she's at, we're not going to get anywhere. It's just going to be two people bumping heads. So it's like, I have to come down and or I have to come down. for her to come down. And now she's learned like sometimes when I'm up, like she has to come down and then I let my guard down. So it's mm-hmm. just this game of like, you know, sometimes you, 
Yeah. yeah, you you fold, but you know you're not folding because you're losing. There's no winning and losing. If we if we break up, we both lose. We lose each other. So it's either we fight for each other or we we walk away because there's no point in fighting against one another. Um, yeah, we always say that we fight for each other instead of against each other. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes we we remind each other like this isn't we're not like, not we, fighting we're you. not fighting I'm you fighting for yeah, you exactly. I'm fighting for you to help me understand. That's a really good one because I feel like sometimes in certain relationships, I don't know if you guys have ever been in one like this, but it's like como competencia, you know? It's yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, I'm mad, but I want to, yeah, you're upset, but I want to be even get like more upset than you. And I'm, I'm going to get even why. with you and I'm going to be petty yeah. spaghetti right now and just like one yeah. up you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's just like, I've been in, in relationships like that where it's kind of like that person wouldn't even talk. And that to mm-hmm. me is a, oh, I cannot, like, let's communicate. <laughs> I'm a communicator and I'm not, and I know that everybody has a certain time to communicate. For example, when I'm upset, like, I tend to be, I, t- I tell the person, listen, right now, I don't want to talk. Can, let me just, like, kind of process and then I'll come back to you. And I, the most, I'm not upset. I'm not telling, no, like, shut up. No, never. I was like, you know what? I, I can't talk right now about it. Let me just process it. After maybe 10 minutes, after I'm processed, I go back. I'm like, okay, I'm ready. You know, so that's one thing that I have kind of established with, you know, my boyfriends where, like, I tell him, listen, like, if I'm upset, you need to give me space. Because if not, I'm going to, I'm gonna in my head, I'm punching you. I'm punching you if you don't let, because I feel yeah. like I can't breathe. Yeah, yeah, because I feel like Eso. I can't breathe and I need to process because I don't want to say something that I'm going to regret in the moment because right. of, in the moment of heat, right? So mm-hmm. I need that time. And the other way, him... You know, he, he's soft. He's like, mm-hmm. he's like, he steps back. He's like, okay, tell me about it. You know? And he's mm-hmm. like, why, why are you feeling this way? Okay. You know, and it's, it's cute because <laughs> I'm more of like, oh, this is how I, it makes me feel. This isn't that. But we barely You're have passionate. Like, a lot of confrontation. Yeah, I'm very like, eh. But we don't really have the type of confrontation where it's like, fight. no, it's just like whenever something like, I don't know, like little silly things that I'd be like, mm, you did this, you know? But, but at least <laughs> communicate it, you know? But I feel the same way as you, Jay. It's where like, I could just say instead of feel like I'm walking on eggshells. Yeah, and I think exactly. that's one of the most important things when I see people in relationships and when I see them walking on eggshells, I'm like, mm, that's not a good sign, you know? Because Same. Like, do you want to be for the rest of your life walking on eggshells? You're going to be bleeding. Your feet are going to bleed, mm-hmm. you know? It's kind of like, exactly. you can't do that. And when you meet that person, the individual that makes you just genuinely feel free, that you can just be yourself, I think that's one of the most that's one of the, like you have accomplished a big thing. I think that's one of the most liberating things that you can ever feel. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I'm right there with you. I mean, we talk about that yeah. all the time. I always tell her like I'm going to be with her until the very end and even in the next lifetime I'm going to find her mm-hmm. because I know exactly what this feel what true love feels like, you know? And that sounds yeah. corny, it's totally fine, but like for me, this is huge. Like I've done so much growth within the last two years that I've done over my entire life, mm-hmm. which says a lot, you know, lot. that's when you know you've met the person, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, it's just I like they, when you have the right person, they give you wings. And then when you have the wrong person, they're kind of like weights. You know what I mean? You just want someone to help you fly. And I just, 
Like, I feel like that's what we've just done. We've loved each other in a way where I, I don't even think we saw that love for ourselves. And no. just taken off like a little rocket. Yeah. And I think ever <laughs> since I've met her, like we've, we've done like friends cleanses where yeah. we got rid of so many toxic people in our lives on mm-hmm. both sides. Mm-hmm. And that was much needed too. That was something that I never even thought about doing, like getting rid of like the toxicity in your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now that that's happened, I mean, we're soaring like yeah. through life. We're like really glowing and growing together. Mm-hmm. And and I would have never done that if I had if I didn't have her or the right partner. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? You don't really think about those things. Yeah. You're kind of caught up in life. I I do see yeah. we have really pulled the mirror in front of each other. And I think it takes some like a genuine love to show you, you know, what you deserve and what you don't. Um, and and even then, like there were like when, she, when we were going through our, our toxic friends cleanses, like there were a, a there I had this friend who I would like like I would always talk about her or I'd always talk her up. I'm like, oh yeah, we're, we're so good, and we'd hang out. And it and I think friends can kind of go in the same category as relationships. You can't fall in love with who they were and you can't fall in love with who they could be I'm like oh but back in the day we were so cool and we would do all these things together and then all of a sudden like every time I invite her to come and hang out it was like cancel after cancel and flake after Mm -hmm. flake and then I think I would always make excuses for this friend Mm -hmm. and then it came to a point where she canceled on me and we went to a party and then she ended up being there so she lied about like why she canceled and even Mm -hmm. then I I knew I saw it and I think I even still tried to be like maybe she's just going through something and then Jay's like no like you have to see it for what it is and I'm normally that person and then I'm like you're right you're absolutely Mm -hmm. right like this friend I think was a good friend when we were good friends and unfortunately it's just not the case anymore and it's okay to outgrow people and I've had to Mm -hmm love myself and respect myself enough to, you know what, I'm just not going to reach out anymore. I'm not going to, you know, have you part of my friends relationships and in that life. But I feel like there's nothing wrong with that. I think Mm -hmm. that when you're growing, you do go through like people are there as a Mm -hmm. stepping stone or Mm -hmm. a lesson. It doesn't necessarily mean that they have to be Mm -hmm. there for eternity. Mm -hmm. You know, that's part of growing. And if you're not growing through people, then Mm -hmm. you're not growing in my opinion. It's either you grow together or you grow apart. Simple. And sometimes mm-hmm. we go together. This time we just grew apart, and that's okay too. Yeah, yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. I I totally agree. I have a lot of friends, like a few friends that I have, kind of distanced myself because mm-hmm. we are in different wavelengths, you know. And mm-hmm. sometimes they want to drag you, drag you with them, mm-hmm. and it's not good, you know. And yeah. they're not bad people. It's just we're right. not there anymore. So it's yeah. kind of like the things that we used to do doesn't interest me anymore mm-hmm. in a sense. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm doing other things. I'm trying to like build my, my, my you know, you my podcast, more. my own stuff, you yeah. know, all these things. And it's kind of like them, they're talking, oh, let's go and get drunk. And I'm just like, well, first of all, I never got drunk, but <laughs> 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 there's a, I, there's a time, there's a time and place mm-hmm. for everything. And yeah. we, like you said, we evolve. We have to evolve mm-hmm. as opposed to stay. And I think sometimes there's a lot of nostalgia that we have because we're like, oh, you know, we've been friends for like 10 years, you know? And it's like, mm-hmm. and and I know that's a nice person, but then you're like, mm, when we hang out, we don't have anything in common anymore. In common anymore. And it's so crazy. Yeah. It's so crazy how we grow, but it, it that's life. That's it's a cycle true. of life. Or all they want to do is talk about like mm-hmm. fighting people or like BS or... Yeah. Doesn't this sound so familiar to you? Yeah, it does. <laughs> no, I feel you, Kim, because I've had I've had to let go of relation of friendships that have Ten lasted years. more yeah. than ten years. Yeah. 
And that's mm-hmm. like a lot because you feel like you owe it to that friendship mm-hmm. almost, you know, mm-hmm. but then you see it for what if you subtract the time that mm-hmm. you've spent yeah. together as friends, they're still mm-hmm. a shitty person, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And it's crazy because it's it, 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 it the same thing. Yeah. You just pull the mirror in front of your partner and you're like, actually, I, I take this for what it is. I don't think this person is a good person. Um, if you just remove yeah. the, the 10 year aspect from it, like who they are now. Mm-hmm. I don't really know if that's quite the right fit. Yeah, that's that's so true. But I just want to touch a little bit, like, on how when you guys started the page, when you guys started that relationship, like, how was it between your families? I know, Mm. Eden, you mentioned something with, you know, Jay's family that they were trying... But like, how how's that been? Because I know. Oh, now it's the real cheeseman. That's what you just got into. You tapped into the real cheeseman now. (laughs) Because, you know, I know there's a lot. I know I have a lot of friends that are queer, you know, they have they have struggles because they have to either come out to their families or whenever they want to have like a relationship with someone it was really hard for them to be you know to bring them on so i i'm always like curious as to like everybody's experience is different and how you guys how you girls handle it because i'm sure like the way that you handle the way you approach it maybe it may help help someone out Mm -hmm. there you never know yeah, no, you're right, Kim. I mean, the I'll start with the cheese man. Oh, man. Uh, I came out when I was in, like, my teens. So I came out mm-hmm. when I was 16. And I didn't come out because I wanted to. I came out almost forcefully. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a cousin who was a year younger than me. And mm-hmm. she, she they found out that she was gay, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and my whole family, I think I mentioned, I come from a Catholic family, like mm-hmm. very religious, um, very like staunchly like machismo, very like old school traditional thinking. And they like, they ripped her apart for being gay. And in my mind, I was like, I'm never going to come out. I'm going to come out like later when I leave the house. <laughs> like, I don't want to go through that. You know, it was, it was really hard to see. Mm-hmm. But at a family party, my mom and all my tias and, th- and tios, they all started like calling her absurd things you know like marimacha and like all these things that were just like super hurtful and my poor cousin like she just sat there and took it and like I couldn't like I think I've always been that like I mentioned yeah. I'm like very like uh, I don't know I'm, like uh like super loyal to a fault but yeah. also like I stand up for the little guy always no matter mm-hmm. what I'm always rooting for the underdog and so when that I saw that happen, I was like, I can't do it. And so I stood up in front of my 13 aunts and uncles, okay, <laughs> at the middle of a party, a family party with, like, everybody there. And I was like, well, if you're going to call her, like, a lesbian or a marimacha, you should just call me that because I'm also, like, a lesbiana. Like, let's, let's go, you know? Mind you, I was, like, 16. Like, I don't even know where that courage came from. Yeah. Like, I still to this day, I'm like, wow, yeah. like, the nerve you know like I had some cojones back there for sure (laughs) and so my mom like couldn't believe it Mm -hmm. she like spazzed out had the biggest we got into the biggest fight in front of my whole family she's like you're lying there's no way you are and I was like I am like it is what it is you know I'm gonna come out now whether I want to or not and the very next day she sent me to live with my dad in Guatemala and I lived she's yeah she sent me away for like almost a year and a half um I checked out of school like there was no warning it was like she's like if I'm not gonna make you straight your dad's gonna make you straight and just sent me to live in a basically like a third world country and I had never been outside of the United States like I had never flown on a, on a plane you know it was so crazy to me to experience yeah. all she of that she just bought you a one-way she ticket. just bought me a one-way <laughs> ticket with no return yeah. um 
And so I had to experience all of that, you know, like going to live with my dad. My dad was remarried, had kids. Um, so it was a lot of, there was a lot to unpack there, but I ended up coming back. And when I came back, I basically told her like, you're either going to accept me or you're not, but I don't want to be part of the family. Like, I'm not going to be part of this toxic family. And I ended up like at 18, I moved out. I got two jobs, went to college, like found an apartment in LA. Like I did it all because I wasn't going to put myself, I wasn't going to put myself through like a family like that. Yeah. I wasn't going to deal with that toxicity, you know, and, and that negativity. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and ever since then, like she was fine. I would say in my mid twenties, she was, she came around, she apologized. She was super like open to me having girlfriends and to like wanting to meet who I was dating and like super um, welcoming which was fine uh, but then it was crazy because <laughs> when I met Eden I was really excited about this relationship because I had never you know met anybody like her and I was just like this is the one like I just know in my heart of hearts yeah, this you is the one to your mom pretty early I did I did because I just knew um and I ended up asking my mom like last year if we could do like a joint oh, almost exactly yeah last, almost a year ago if we could do like a joint uh thanksgiving, thanksgiving because eden's from the bay so we would always go up to north and then have to come oh. drive back down to spend time with my mom because holidays are really important especially in the mm-hmm. you know latino yeah. community yeah and so um my mom freaked out like she was just like i don't know like she said a bunch of things really but like to, to like, like cut it like, short she's mindful before before this question we were all really that I thought pretty close like she asked me to like call her mom and to consider me one of her daughters and like we would go to her house every Sunday to have like game night and lunch and so to ask this question I don't really feel like it was like out of the blue we had already been dating for way over a year yeah and it was just like a thought you know we were all eating lunch and we we're just like hey what do you think of us doing a joint thanksgiving this right. year so we don't have to choose so we don't have to like split you know the holidays my mom freaked out yeah. she was like it but i also think it's also culture you know i think that for her it's like it's a lot i'm like i try to get in her head and i'm just like i think it's like what i think happened? it's like everything yeah, i think it's like everything i think it's like you know a i'm the only like i'm the only we, there's three of us the i'm the oldest right and my mom had me when she was 16 so i grew up she grew up as a young mom and like mm-hmm. there was always a disconnect because it was almost like we were growing together and it was more like she was my friend versus my mom you know mm growing up but I also think that like it was very real like I think me asking her to like go and Mm -hmm. have Thanksgiving with Mm -hmm. this person she felt like oh man now it's for real like my daughter is gay Mm -hmm. you know like she is gonna marry another woman it's not a phase and I think that kind of shocked her so she freaked out and we had like the biggest yeah fallout so I I mean I mean it was tough because I think I would have to say like now I know where you get it from because when her mom comes like she cuts deep like she said some really hurtful things and to your point like you you're like if I open my mouth I will take I will say things that one I will not regret but two (laughs) I can also never take back right so while she's like saying these things and at the end of the day like I think there will always be people who I've always accepted. Like you either you take me or you leave me. You you love it or you don't. And in this moment, 
two seconds ago, I thought she loved me. And then I'm like, okay, now you don't. Let me try to listen to this, like, stuff you're spewing and, like, figure out what's happening and, like, why. And a lot of it was her telling me that I'm not good enough for her daughter. That, like, I will never be good enough. Um, wow. And that, like, and for me, I just wanted to just love her and just mm-hmm. provide for her, take care of her. And I think that was the nicest and the last thing I said to her was that, like, I love your daughter. Absolutely. I'm going to spend the rest of my life taking care of her, taking care of her and making her happy. And that's all I'm going to do. And I couldn't even like look at anyone. I just walked out. I think I left my purse yeah. too. Oh, and I just went straight to the car because I'm like, do not make it. Just go, just go forward. Do not. Because if you, you open up and say anything else, you will not regret it, but you can't take it back. So let me just leave this space now. Yeah. And then Jay and you, you're in your moment for a screaming match. And then I just like, yeah. let's so, just go. I mean, yeah. So that was the last time that I talked to my mom. That was last year, about mm-hmm. a year ago. Um, so our wedding, like she has no idea that yeah, we actually she, eloped or that we bought a house. or yeah, I seen And I just feel like it goes back to that toxicity, you know? Like I think even though your blood, like your blood and your family doesn't necessarily mean that they deserve your love or attention or time, you know, that I think there's a big difference. And I think people should, I mean, at least Mm -hmm. for me, I think that if you love me, you'll support me. And if you don't, then I don't need, I don't need you in my life, Mm -hmm. you know? And as hard as that is to say, like, even Mm -hmm. if it is your mom or your theos or your theas, like if they're not serving you, then what's the point? Yeah. And I think that's the hard thing you have to come to accept. And it comes back to that. I'll, I'll put myself out there. You either take it or you leave it. And sometimes you have to accept that people will leave it and you have to walk away. And I think that was what we needed to do for ourselves um, mm-hmm. because she hasn't like said anything or apologized. It's like we're, we're living our lives. And unfortunately, like time is going to pass. Like people who don't support us, family members from all on different sides, who don't support us they're gonna miss out on weddings on kids on birthdays and that's not on us at the end of the day we're just gonna keep continuing being happy and moving forward with each other and not worrying about other people and you know why they can't get on board or why they don't accept us because that's at the end of the day is their issue mm, wow that's that's intense that was intense that's I mean, a lot <laughs> Kim. yeah no but no no it's um but it's, I feel like it's, I'm not surprised that it, it happened that mm-hmm. way, you know, because mm-hmm. there's a lot of like taboo, you know, in, in the Latina community, especially when yeah. it comes to, you know, dating and, you know, like the pressure of like, oh, you have to get married by a certain age, you have to have kids by a certain age, or you have to marry this person, or, you know, you can't marry, especially if you're Catholic, you can't marry or be with someone from the same sex, you know, like, exactly. what is that? So to me it's like sometimes people tend to like accept it like your mom did for a time but then she didn't when it got real it's like (laughs) oh no not really yeah yeah i mean it's unfortunate that it had that you had to follow up with her you know and you haven't been able to communicate with her but like he didn't said we have to let go of people that are not serving us and it's it's Mm -hmm. tough when it comes to family because Mm -hmm. it is you you always have the things like oh for example my family like, if I don't call my grandmother, she's in Ecuador, she's like, I, 
why you didn't call your grandmother? Like, why I always have to call her? Like, I had 20 dozen things. My grandma's probably watching novelas here and she can call me. You know what I'm saying? The older person has to, like, has, like, you have to call the older person. I'm like, why she doesn't call me? Like, I'm here, like, mm -hmm. doing 2,000 things. So it's always like familia, you know? And it's like, oh, if mm -hmm. you don't support each other, this and that, like, are you, you and family? Like, my sister, she's very, like, very family oriented. Pero ella como que mm -hmm. se mete mucho. You know, like, sometimes uh -huh, she gets upset for yeah. I'm like, my sister, my God, she, she gets in everybody's life. Like me, I'm the oldest, too, and I'm very chill. I'm like, if you want to do that, you want to do that. And, and you know, sometimes familia tends to get together to be mm -hmm. like, okay, how can we help them? Like, it's not your business, you know? Yeah. So when they yeah. come to me and tell me something, I'm just like, I don't... I, listen i got all this stuff and they're like oh like, like they, they they think that i don't care but it's not that i don't care it's just mm -hmm. that everybody has their own life i have my life right. to take care of it doesn't mean that i don't care about yeah. my brother or my sister it's just that that's their life mm -hmm. they're adults let them be right so it's like when you grow up in that that like that mm -hmm. environment it's like kind of like oh yeah, yeah. together but you're not really together it's just like it but I think yeah. you're right I think growing up in a Latino household like you're just raised to kind mm -hmm. of have this like almost mm -hmm. like gangster mentality where it's like familia yeah. first everything else yeah. second whether that's your partner or any mm -hmm. like it doesn't matter you kind of have like this glue right that mm -hmm. you're supposed to like even if they're wrong you have to like oh, no, have them you. back and for that to me I'm like that doesn't make sense like yeah. if you're toxic and you're doing shady things or you're you're a bad person why do yeah. i have to support you because we're blood that's like the only yeah. thing that we have in common i think that was what i heard the last thing i heard like your family say when you're walking out that door which was like are you really gonna choose her over family and you're like yeah i am <laughs> and it's not because i'm because it's wrong it's the right choice to make and and for me i've always grown up i've never had family loyalty i bumped heads with a lot of my family and i think that was one confrontation where my mom and i would always bump heads she's like you have no family loyalty i'm like because you hit a genetic lottery and we happen to be related that doesn't make you family mm -hmm. when have you ever been family to me your family when you need something mm -hmm. but when have you ever been family anytime other than that like when have i ever gotten a call for my birthday whenever have i ever gotten a call for merry christmas oh but you call when you need something mm -hmm. and that's not family to me and so at a very young age i had to grow up and know that family doesn't mean related like you have to actually show and prove that you are family like family you want is to be part of it is is i would say like it's like a a job you have to apply for and like show up for you can't just mm -hmm. like be given this title and for me, it was just always a very different story. And I would clash in it. And they would always say, oh, the younger generation, they have no family loyalty. And I wouldn't say that. I think you can be loyal and loving to a fault to somebody who was loving and loyal back and deserving of it. But you're also in the midst of trying to make and start your own family. And how can you take care of somebody else's family while trying to start your own? And mm -hmm. I think the older generation, I think, is having a harder time adjusting to that because that's not the, the way things were. That's not how things were done. And I've had that conversation where, you know, it's, it, it is that. I think that is my answer to it. It's like, I'm, I'm busy trying to make my own family and start my own family and do these things. If, if it doesn't mean, you thing, love it doesn't mean less, I yeah. love you any less, but hey, you can call me too. 
<laughs> like, call, pick up the phone and call me. Just like, yeah, Walita, I have a lot of things call me too. <laughs> call me. I'll answer. And if, I, and if I don't answer, then, like, I'll call you. But then it's on me. Then it's on me. And I need to call you back, you know. But it, yeah. it takes two to tango. And I think that's what people forget. It's, like, the sense of entitlement. And we're taught to respect our elders, which I do. But at the same time, I'm like, oh, I'm getting, I'm getting up there. Like, I need mm-hmm. some respect and love too. Thank you. Um, yeah. And I, I think it's just a different mentality. And maybe it is. Maybe it's because we are a different generation. But I think this yeah. generation is starting to understand I need to take steps and strides to move forward for myself. If not, I'm always going to be held back. Yeah, self-care and self-love are mm-hmm. super important, I feel. And people are finally waking up to that, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And boundaries. I think boundaries. Yeah, are boundaries, boundaries are huge. Family, and I think also we have to talk about like love languages, not only with our partners and friendship, but with our family, because mm-hmm. they say they they think that like you mentioned, Eden, like oh, you don't have family loyalty, but maybe the way that I show my love to my family is different than the way they show. Mm-hmm. Like for me, if you need me for something, I'm gonna be there. But don't mm-hmm. don't think that I'm gonna be there just uh, calling you every day. Like that's yeah. not my way of showing. Like if you, if you need support, boom, I'll I'll be there. Like I'm more you. of acts mm-hmm. of service. I'm more of like mm-hmm. an actual Same. person. That's that's just who mm-hmm. I am. And so it's we need to understand that our style. Like how do we love mm-hmm. and how do we receive love as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's a super important conversation to have, especially in the Latino community. Like I don't think we talk about love languages within you know, mm. your family, your friends, like, it's very, yeah. it's very taboo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. We can do a, maybe we can do a live, we can do a live next about We that. should. I love that. We yes. <laughs> um, anyway, ladies, I am, like, so excited. I know that we can continue talking about this whole thing. <laughs> All day. All day, girl. But I just wanted to kind of, like, post up, you know, the episode and, and, and for you guys to see say some words of encouragement maybe or something to the people out there that are going through a similar situation that you have gone through they don't know how to like show up for themselves I think it's more about Mm -hmm. that like not just about being with the right partner but also about like just really getting to know yourself and being your authentic self so you can show up for your partner as well so I don't know if you have some words out there like you would like to to share with them oh okay um, I love this. Uh, I would have to say, I, I know we kind of talked about this in the episode, but it's, there needs to come a time and a place and where you, you love and you're so secure with yourself, you won't be afraid to show up as yourself. And wherever the conversation goes, if you know, somebody can either take it or leave it, you have to be strong enough to accept that, you know, either way the outcome goes, you'll be fine you'll be okay because somebody who's willing to take it is willing to work, you know, be that person you work hard towards, be that person who's on that same wavelength as you. Someone who picks up what you're putting down, you want to ride with that person because we're you're on that same level and you're on that same wavelength versus chasing the person who put it down. You know what I mean? And, you know, continuously keep moving forward and, you know, the right one will come you know, when you feel secure with yourself, even when you don't expect it. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's beautiful. And if she's 45 minutes late, you know, don't hold it too much against her. Oh, is uh, Obama was 45 Obama minutes late? Obama was 45 minutes late to visit date with Michelle. I'm just saying. Hey, it was that 45 minutes to, for me. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I 
part of it. Yeah, and I think to piggyback off of that, I think for me, it's like know your worth and then add tags. I think that's super Mm -hmm. important. Like, just like basically just know what you're worth and anything under that, like don't even give it any time. Mm -hmm. Like, I think it's really important to know what you bring to the table Mm -hmm. and i bought the table exactly i'm like sometimes you don't even need people at the table you are the like you are all of it Mm -hmm. so i think that's really important too yeah i think it's just don't and also don't be afraid to you know do a friend's cleanse do a cleanse once in a while like growth is good but also like you know it it it, people grow with you or you know y'all grow apart and that's okay it's all of these life lessons and you know not settling and continuously evolving and changing and trying new things i think is always super important and follow yeah. us on social so there you can you continue to grow with us. Continue the journey. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so I was going to go next. It's so funny that you, you mentioned about the cleanse because there's been a, a theme this past few days for me. That the pandemic? I read, oh. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, this past few days when I read certain things, like, you know, I, I received these messages from the universe or whatever. And then I have this little book that I have and it's all about like cleansing like my surroundings. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my God, I need to do that. And I'm big in, in yeah. cleansing. And, and it's so mm-hmm. true because sometimes the people that we have, not people could be the place that we're in. It's just holding mm-hmm. us back. It's all about energy, you know? So mm-hmm. it's really, really important to, to understand the important of important of that and also how to do it because we don't really we really don't know like we hear a lot of people saying hey cleanse 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 but it's like how do I even start but maybe that could be another mm-hmm. episode <laughs> yeah, so, exactly well yes. happy to come back have us back we'd love yeah, to this love to so have more cheese fun, man <laughs> I know this was so much fun and like I said like I I'm just super grateful with you two for you know giving the time to share mm-hmm. your story and the extra cheese man we're talking about so mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys have any any pro- upcoming projects that you guys would like to share with anyone yeah we actually just Mm -hmm. we fenty just hit us up so we're coming out on their pride collection (gasps) sometime next week so that will go going live and we're very (laughs) proud about that one that's a huge one fenty of course that's amazing (laughs) i'm so excited for you that's awesome so those who are listening right now go follow nn and jay i'm going to put her uh uh, instagram handle and and the website and all that in the episode so you can follow her and see the beautiful pictures they take because i love it so much so as soon as you guys see the pictures you guys are so cute and (laughs) anyway so yeah once again thank you so much and i'll of thank course you. thank you for Girls having like us around yeah I'll yeah <laughs> we, gotta hang soon. we do we do All right, All right, wow everyone i am so so grateful with this too because i am sure you had a lot of fun listening to it as much as i did like talking to them and i really love their energy their authenticity the message that they are trying to share with our community especially in the latino community because it is super hard to grow up in in, in a family like we did where everything is about like oh el que dirán or or super old school and i can only imagine the whole process the the whole trauma that someone has to go through whenever they want to come out, especially when I think of the family, like that I can not even, but I am glad that there's people like them too. They're trying to create a safe space for everyone to feel loved, to feel accepted because at the end of the day, that's what we all want. We just want to be accepted as who we are. And 
and also share the the message of authenticity like just be you and everything else will fall into place anyway with that being said i just wanted to let you know that we are going to have our one year anniversary coming up in June and I am so excited. There's a lot of things that I have planned for you and I just hope that you can share this amazing celebration with me. I'm grateful with everyone who has been listening to the podcast since last year. Uh, and anyway, I don't want to take up more of your time with this uh, outro, but yeah, stay tuned for all the things that are coming up. And also I am starting to work with people who needs to build their confidence to put themselves out there in the social media world. If you can follow me on my Instagram, which is Kim Flow, I have um, going to do a live about it and explain a little bit more what I do as a full time and see if I could help you. If you're one of those people who have a, has a lot of skill, has a lot of knowledge, and wants to share with the world but is scared, maybe I could help you. So. Yes. Anyway, with that being said, I hope you have an amazing rest of the week. Please surround yourself with authentic energies. Don't wear your mask, even if you got vaccinated, okay? And be authentic. I will talk to you next time.